What a blessing to be with you this evening in the house of the Lord. And thank you, sister, for your flexibility in reading the scripture for this evening. Um, during the service, I felt a little change in, uh, in my heart, and I believe the Holy Spirit, God, has uh, changed my message. I was supposed to uh, preach from Luke, um, but I think there's a reason, uh, and I believe that God wants to, to work this evening. <clears throat> Before I go into this uh, passage, into this uh, scripture this evening, I just want to thank you for inviting me, uh, brothers. I, uh, I was blessed to be here um, with the team uh, when we, we all came together. It was so nice to be able to worship the Lord together the first Sunday of this month. May, may the Lord bless you, and I hope you enjoyed it if you've been there. How many of you have been there uh, that Sunday where we, we joined together and we worshiped the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? It was, it was phenomenal. It was amazing to be able to join together to glorify Jesus. So, as I was thinking, actually through this, through this service, I felt like um, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us something. I, I was reminded growing up, I was uh, fairly young. I want to say somewhere in the 14 years of age. And uh, though I, I dedicated my life to the Lord right around that age of my life and I said Lord I'll serve you with everything that I am I will uh, do anything you ask of me I will I, I was blessed you know because uh, I was grown up in a Christian family and I've seen God's hand at work so many times he God healed and I've seen it so many times I saw from being healed from AIDS and I know that's very hard to see but I know when the Lord worked and the lady came with the papers proving that the Lord healed from AIDS. I saw someone's foot grow and I know it sounds weird but I did all right and I've seen so many things in my life so obviously I knew there is a God out there and uh, he loves us but I've never experienced God speaking to me and to be involved in my life yet at one point in my life I gave my life to him right I was young but this evening was a special evening that I believe makes a little bit of a difference to the message this evening so I gave my life to the Lord, but at one point I realized that I'm so distracted. Being 14, I was going to church services, right? I was uh, interested in the Lord. Uh, my parents always taught me the right thing and I heard the gospel, but I got distracted. I was going for many times for the wrong reasons. I was just focused on other things. I was thinking, well, I hope that someone that I want to see, someone that I really like, I guess, will be there. I, my, my eyes were now focused on other things, right? On a, a particular lady maybe coming or whatnot. So I was distracted. I was distracted. So one evening I went to a village back in Romania. By the way, I'm from Romania. Uh, some of you are neighbors, right, from Moldova, then Ukraine, and so on. So uh, may the Lord bless all of you. So being there, I was in a little village with a friend of mine. And uh, at the end of the service, the pastor, he said, if any one of the young people in this place, at the end of the service, wants to have a prayer of thankfulness before the Lord, please feel free to do so. So I felt from the Holy Spirit that pull. I felt like he... 
he really uh, encouraged me in my heart to go ahead and pray. I was shy, but yes, I, I, I got the courage from the Lord and I, I started thanking the Lord for the service, for the evening. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear a door behind me closing, or actually opening and closing, you know, the sound of an old door. So someone came in, obviously. They were waiting. Uh, I, I finished praying. It was at the end of the service. Obviously, it was very interesting to me that someone comes to church at the end of the service well after i finished the prayer i was very passionate in that prayer but after i finished the prayer people didn't know me this person obviously didn't know me either but the lord started to speak to me to this person and he called me by my name he said cornelio cornelio i have a great plan for you and for your life said the lord to me well first time in my life when the lord spoke to me he told me that he had a plan for my life from from childhood that he there's something special for me but he said Cornelio don't be distracted of the things around you he told me don't look for a girl because I have prepared someone very specific for you and it will be in seven years undoubtedly that I will give you that a special someone for you that person is not from around here that person is not from the countries around here but it is over oceans and seas where I have a ministry for you there but don't be distracted you share the gospel you and that was the message this uh, this evening too you let the holy spirit use you was the message I'm translating basically because God had a plan for me and he knew that I was distracted. He explained her eyes, colors. He explained the, the length of her hair and the color of her hair. He explained what he had for me. And I was obviously blown away. The first time in my life the Lord spoke to me. It was phenomenal. And the Lord fulfilled, I want to tell you exactly, every detail of that prophecy. I was 14, uh, 21 years of age. I just shared with my brother here that I, I got married with my, to my wife. It was exactly seven years later. She looked exactly what the Lord described. But the point is that, that I was distracted. I gave my life to the Lord yet. I was looking to the left, to the right. I was going to church but more, many times for the wrong reasons. I'm not going to say you are here for the wrong reasons. I'm sure you're here to have and to feel the presence of the Lord. But maybe sometimes in your life you are distracted. So this evening through this Bible message, through this text that, I, that we've heard, Isaiah 6 I want to ask you, I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will allow you, will help you, will guide you to redirect your focus. Redirect your focus. That is my message title this evening. Redirect your focus. So I want to ask you this evening, what is it that is blocking your view of God? What is it that is distracting you from the things that you're supposed to do? Like we heard this evening about sharing the gospel, the good news. What is it that stands in the way of you and the ministry that the Lord has in store, has in plan for you? So please do think about it as we go through this message. And it's true. Like we just heard the last message. We are so blessed. I come from a poor family, all right? I, I didn't have much. I was working even 10 years old, 11 years old. I was out with the cows and the pigs and all that stuff and cutting grass and working really hard milking cows. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. You know, maybe some of you have it as well. But the thing is that here, I have children that are probably some of your guys' age, uh, though I might not look that old. I am a bit. So I have a 15-year-old daughter, right? So 
I feel that us in this country, we are so blessed. And praise the Lord for that. It's so great. But we are distracted. Through the things that we have, through the freedom that we have, we feel so secure in our jobs, in, in, in our homes, in our houses, in the cars that we have, cool cars and whatnot. And everyone is so distracted, so focused on other things. So what is distracting you this evening from doing God's will? What is it for you? So in the year that King Uzziah died... I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his rope filled the temple. The king that, in the year that the king Uzziah died, it leads me to believe, and I'm not sure if this is the best interpretation of this verse or not, but it leads me to believe that maybe, maybe this prophet Isaiah somehow was distracted with the things of his time with the great king Uzziah maybe he was focused with the things of the palace he was at the palace there right maybe he was focused and he was looking at other things and all of a sudden when the king has passed away he started to realize that he needed to shift focus he started to realize that he needs to look upon the Lord so verse 1 mentioned that the death of this great king Isaiah was, again, possibly focused so much on the king. His attention was probably uh, redirected to an earthly dying king and not on God. So what is it that is distracting you this evening, this season of your life? What is it that you're focused on? What is it that you're preoccupied with? What is keeping you up at night? Uzziah was a great king. He, uh, the Bible says that he feared the Lord. He began to reign when he was about 16 years of age. How many of you are 16? I, I'm, it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's okay to share your age, right? 16 years of age, anyone here? Imagine being a king of a great country, right? Uh, well, Isaiah, I mean, Uzziah, he was king of Judah. He was the 10th king. And unlike many ancestors or other kings from uh, Israel and Judah, Uzziah did not depart completely from the Lord. He was a very powerful king. He was a, a very popular king. He was victorious. And under his reign of the king Uzziah, the southern kingdom grew in power, in strength, in wealth, in success, right? And there was a time of great prosperity just like we have it here I would say right but the king Uzziah at one point of his life he disobeyed the Lord he disobeyed God and uh, he offered incense in the temple instead of the priest second Corinthians in chapter uh, no sorry second chronicles I would say uh, chapter 26 explained the whole story there but he was punished by God with leprosy for his disobedience and this passage here uh, describes the fact that he died. Disobedience to the Lord is definitely a serious thing. And we ought to, to think about that a little bit. So evidently the, the people of Judah, as well as uh, Isaiah himself, they were in distress. They were in, in great uh, trouble, I guess. They were worrying. They were disturbed by this bad news that they've just heard that the king Uzziah died. After all, he reigned for about 52 years, right? Um, and his death possibly signaled a time of an end of a great prosperity. 
An end to consistency for, for, him, for him and his family and his life. An end to stability of the country. So Isaiah and the entire nation were worried for this uncertain thing that happened. And they become fearful, doubtful possibly, and probably desperate for the things that are at hand. So maybe he was distracted. Maybe he was thinking of, of what's going to happen with Judah right now. What's going to happen if we're attacked and whatnot. So what about us here in uh, 2022, right? So much change is happening, especially 2020. You guys remember that. I, I was so sick in 2020 in right at the beginning of the year, like maybe March, I believe. I was in the hospital. I was just... It was horrible for me. I was sick for about, what, 14 years? And then I thought I'm so strong. I can make it. I don't need to go to the hospital. When, in fact, I fainted in the bathroom. I fell down. And uh, all of a sudden, my wife was pouring water and wet towels in my face. But I want to tell you one interesting story. I, while I was actually fainted over there, something special happened to me. I, uh, I just found myself in a different place. I think it was probably just a vision, but it was in a different place. It was, it was so beautiful out there. It was something very like lively, but green on a greenery. I was on a hillside and everything around me was basically worshiping God. It was so beautiful. Everything was united. Everything was, had a purpose. And then I looked far out and I saw a ochetate. What am I saying in, in, in English? It's like a, huh? a city. A nice, beautiful city out there. And all of a sudden, I felt like something is pulling on me. Something is pulling. Like, I belong there. I got to go there. So I started walking and walking and then running and going and going. And all of a sudden, I was so filled, filled, filled with joy. I was, I don't know, ecstatic. I don't know what the word would be to describe this. I was, finally, I'm going to meet the Lord. Finally. This is it for me. I'm so, like, this is it. Amazing. Right? But in fact, this person tall white came to me and even with few words made me realize that no Cornelio it's not your time yet you got to go back and continue serving it's not your time I was so kind of disappointed as like Lord I was going to see the Lord I obviously have children I have a wife and I'm so blessed to have them but at that point in the presence of the Lord nothing else mattered but being in that presence so I want us to be reminded are you distracted from certain things that are happening around you? Are you distracted with the things that you need to deal with? Maybe school, maybe job, maybe uh, whatever it is. Boyfriends, okay? Girlfriends, what is it that we're distracted with, right? I want to invite you this evening to allow the Holy Spirit to remind you there is a greater picture. There's something so much more important that He has in store for you. That it's not worth it for us to be distracted with the things that are going around us. So much riots, right? There was so much going on in Seattle, right? Violence on the street and uh, a nasty election happening, you know, in the past couple, you know, like a year or so. Political division greater than ever before. It, was, it is a mess and it's still affecting us even to these days. Obviously, you know better than me. Some of you, you know, the rumors of war, war in Ukraine. Families suffering, we heard here. My dad back in Romania, he is housing, uh, housing actually 47 refugees. And I know how it is. Our house is full. Our neighbor's house is full. We try to help everyone out there, you know. It's, it's so interesting to see what, what is happening. And we're so 
distracted. Gas prices are going crazy, uh, right? We're so distracted of the things that are happening around us. Anxiety, fear, uncertainty. We don't know what tomorrow brings, right? But what is, what is distracting you? What is keeping your focus? What is it that keeps you up at night these days? I pray that it is that the Lord will help us redirect our focus to Him, just like Isaiah. We try to solve our own problems sometimes. We think of our own solutions instead of coming to the Lord. Instead of, say, maybe you're sick. I don't know. You're young. You're probably not sick, right? But maybe you have someone in your house that, that is suffering from something. And we have all these recipes. We have all these things. But sometimes we have to remember there is a creator, out, uh, our God, that he wants us to realize that we have to depend on him. So what is it that is taking away from your view of God? Where is your focus today, young people, church? All right, let's go for the first verse here. Redirect your focus today. Look upon God. Seek God with everything that you are. In the year that King Uzziah died, I'm going to repeat that verse. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up and the train of his rope filled the temple. We need the right perspective in life. In order to see God's presence, you need to look in the right direction, right? We need the right direction. We need the right focus even in uncertain times. Even in good times as well. We have to look upon God. So are you looking upon God this season of your life? Are you focused on your relationship with Him or are you distracted by the things around you? Just like Isaiah, maybe he had attention on the king that was dying. Those down times can sometimes help us grow and mature. Maybe whatever you're going through, and I don't know you, right? This is the first time probably when I see you. But the down times, the trials or the tribulation or whatever you're going with through, even though, again, we are not going through that hard of a time. We barely feel it. But those can just help you, mature you, and grow you into the person that the Lord wants you to, to actually be. They can either help you grow or they can ruin you if you don't uh, focus on the Lord, on God. May the Lord move in in your heart in a way that you would focus on Him. So redirect your focus is what I, I'd like for us to think about this evening. Look upon God in a time of distress. Don't look at your problem. Don't look at your stress. Don't look at the things that you need. Look upon God. He is the one who created you. He's the one who created heaven and earth. And he knows exactly what you're dealing with. He knows exactly what you need, the season of your life. He knows when you need a husband or a wife. He knows when you need, uh, you know, whatever you need, a job or whatever you're worrying about. He knows exactly what you're going through. He is bigger than your problem, right? So Isaiah's attention is redirected back to the Lord according to verse 1. His attention was shifted from the earthly dying king to God the sovereign God and it says here verse 1 the Lord I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up I want to ask you this evening who is at the throne of your life who is high and lifted up what is it that you 
focus on so much in your life? What is it? What is on the throne of your life? And I pray that it is God, the sovereign God uh, that created heaven and earth. He saw God in his sovereignty. An earthly king died, but he saw God finally on, and he was reigning. He was on the throne, high and lifted up. Regardless of what is changing in this world, regardless of what's changing in your life, God still remains sovereign. Hallelujah. He remains God. Praise His name. He never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Praise His name. He is in control. Yes, He is. So don't lose hope, don't lose focus, and focus on the Lord because He has a great plan for you. If you focus on God, you will also see Him for who He actually is. A God that is on the throne of the universe, regardless of what schools teach you, regardless of what your friends are telling you, bringing doubt and all these things in, in your life, in your mind. God is in control of the universe. He is still high and lifted up and the train of his rope fills the temple just like it says here in first, first verse. Is he on the throne of your life? And I pray that he will be. If you have not allowed him to be in the throne of your life, I pray that this evening the Holy Spirit will move in your life and you would allow him to be your king, your savior. All right, let's go to verse, uh, Romans 28, verse 28 says, Romans 8, 28. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So no matter what you're going through, the hardships that you feel, they're probably so much different back in, in your old country, right? People are suffering, really suffering, not like us. We feel like we don't get the likes on Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever else you're on. And we feel like, oh my goodness, my best friend doesn't even say hi or likes my photo. That's the suffering that we're going through. No, let's focus on the Lord. He is in control of your life. Verse 2 and 3, Isaiah saw God's personality. He saw the angels around the throne, surrounding the throne, and they were proclaiming and they were saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. It says like this in verse 2. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't really do what the angels do. It says with two he covered his face. That's kind of a sign of humbleness, humility. I want to invite you and I want to ask you and I want to encourage you. It's great to serve the Lord. It's great to do certain things in your life. It's great to allow the Holy Spirit to use you but allow God to bring that humbleness upon. It's not about you. It's not about us. It's not about us who's preaching or singing or sharing whatever message. It all should be pointing to the Lord of hosts. The one who is holy, 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 holy. Not just three times holy but holy forevermore. Praise the Lord. Can you, can you see with your spiritual eyes how glorious, how magnificent God is? Can you hear the angels? I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes if I can, 
open my eyes and I can think about the presence of the Lord I just get so filled with joy right I can only imagine one time uh, that when the Lord Jesus Christ will come for his bride how we will be to be in his presence to glorify the king of king and the lord of lords to see him on the throne high and lifted up how majestic that picture is so let's allow the holy spirit to take away whatever distractions from our life corinthians chapter 10 verses 31 says therefore whether you eat or drink whatever you do do all for the glory of god so i want to encourage you this evening whatever you do share the gospel Help the needy, uh, sing in a worship team, in a youth choir, in a band, whatever it is. Maybe share the, the, you know, preach from the pulpit or whatever service you're doing. Make it for the Lord and for His glory. And it's not about you. It is about Him. Praise the Lord. So verse 4, Isaiah saw God's presence. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. We're told that the house was filled with smoke. That represents the presence of God in the Old Testament in the temple. He, God, is here present this evening. He is present this evening because you're not here by chance. He has a will. He has a plan for you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will move your heart in a way that whatever distractions are in your life, they would be taken away. You would let go of them and focus on God the Almighty One. Praise the Lord. Verses 5 and 7, all the way through 7, it says, When you focus on God, you will see that God is still at work. Verse 5 says, So I, I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord. When you allow God to redirect your focus then you will see who you really are in his presence. You will realize that it's woe me. Imagine this prophet of God. He is a man of God, right? He, the Lord had a relationship with Isaiah, right? His wife was a prophetess. He had blessed children. He uh, shared the word of God through prophecy so many times. This is the chapter 6. But imagine at least 10 times in the old, uh, in that uh, from chapter 1 all the way through 6, at least eight, 9 or 10 times he said, Whoa, you. Whoa, you. Whoa, uh, him. But he, this time around, he looked upon himself. And he said, Whoa, is me. For I am a man of unclean lips. And I have seen the Lord. And I live in the midst of people of unclean lips. Was there a time in your life where you realized that in the presence of God... Is woe me. I don't know about you, but growing up in a Christian family, my dad was a prophet and a man of God. God was using him so many different ways. And I've seen so many things happening, right? From demon possession where the chairs was lifting up and in, in the name of Jesus, they were, they were just set free. I've seen so many things where the Lord moved and worked, right? So I thought of myself, as, you know what, I'm, I'm special, I'm better. And because you, I was in a Christian family, right? I was, you know, uh, expo not exposed to all these things that my colleagues from school or whatever were exposed to. So I was thinking that, you know, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm good. Look at me. I don't need to repent. I'm all right. But in fact... The word here, verse 5 said, 
Woe is me. For I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When you are truly in the presence of God, when you truly encounter God, you will realize that it's woe me. You will realize that whatever good deed you think you do, it's just like a dirty rag before the Lord unless the presence of the Lord Jesus is there with you. There's nothing that you can do to earn salvation. And I pray that in a time like this, you will not be distracted with a good person that you are. But in fact, you would realize that you are a sinner and you are in need of a Savior, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, our King and Savior. So don't be distracted thinking that you're all right because you were born probably in a nice, good Christian family. Or maybe you serve the church from Sunday school growing up. Oh, woe is me, said this prophet of God in the presence of the Lord. We ought to repent before the Lord. We ought to realize that we are a people of unclean lips, of unclean eyes, of unclean maybe ears. I'm not sure what you're doing in your life, but think about it this evening. If the Lord looks upon your life, what will he see in you this evening? What is it that you're focused on? What is it that you're uh, looking at? What is it that you are allowing yourself to listen to? What is it that the words that are coming out of your mouth, are they representing the Lord Jesus Christ or in his presence? Would it be woe me? Will it be woe you? Because we are in the midst of, of people who are also with unclean lips. We live in Seattle. We live in a, in, a, in a part of the world that sin is at this peak. But the presence of the Lord is still at hand, present. And it is very important for you to realize that you need the presence of God. That you need to come before Him in a, in a time of repentance. To realize who you are. So what is what is it that is distracting you? What happens now when you focus on God? God's, God brings forward repentance. Uh, Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. We, de we don't deserve anything. We deserve death because that is the punishment of sin. But we have the Lord Jesus Christ who is as a gift being given to us. And he's the one who gives us eternal life in the Lord Jesus. We have salvation. So I pray and I hope that you realize who you are. But you also realize that Jesus Christ is here to uh, cleanse you. Have you ever realized that you're a sinner? Have you ever uh, realized that you need the presence of the Lord in your life in your life if not I pray that you redirect your focus in order for you to see God's presence to realize that you need to be forgiven let's move on time flies here uh, verse 6 and 7 Isaiah felt his own cleansing verse 6 then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongues from the altar and he touched my mouth with it and said behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged what a privilege what a blessing that the lord god doesn't just point out the sin of your life. Doesn't just bring forth and bring light upon the things that you're dealing with in your life. But he brings forth a solution for that. He brings forth a, a means of, a, of cleansing, of forgiveness. With Isaiah, it was an angel 
that took the coal with the tongue from the altar and then he touched his lip and he was cleansed but for us we have the blood of the lamb the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross so you and me can be forgiven praise the Lord for that praise the Lord for that when we redirect our focus towards God we will see him and how holy he actually is and we will see ourselves in his light we will see that we are not worthy we're not deserving of anything but we are in need of the savior which is the lord jesus christ first john chapter 1 verse 7 and all the way through verse 9 says but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin praise the lord so what is it that you need forgiveness for this evening, I, I ask and I pray that maybe in the ending closing prayer, you will come before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I need forgiveness. I was distracted from the things of this world. Maybe you were distracted with your sin, but the Lord is here to forgive. First John chapter 1 verse 7. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus Christ is present this evening. He is able and willing to forgive our sins. Let's all stand, if you don't mind, as we get close to a closing prayer. I'm going to read verse 8 real quick also i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send whom will go for us and then i said here am i send me and he said go and tell this people isaiah said here am i send me sometimes as whatever you're romanian americans ukrainian moldovian russian whatever you are we are so happy to receive the forgiveness of the lord we're so joyous to receive the presence of the lord in our life and to be saved but we stop at that point and i believe it's not by chance what the brother preached here just before about sharing the gospel god is calling you as a young generation is calling all of us to continue to share to answer to say yes lord here i am send me it's not all right for you to just be forgiven cleansed and then filled with the spirit of god but he is calling you to go out there to share the gospel the good news of salvation to your colleagues to your friends to the dear friends at school at work or wherever you're at maybe your 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 family members they need to, to to hear the gospel and yet you're not sharing with them i pray that the holy spirit will allow you to say here i am send me let's go into this closing prayer and may the lord move in your heart to take away all the distractions to take away all the things that are a noise in the background but focus on the God Almighty the one who is and is to come a day will come when Jesus Christ will come for his bride for his people he will come regardless of what you believe it or not he will he has gone to prepare a place for you and for me so I pray that you take away the distractions focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and he is ready to use you go out there and share the good news the gospel of salvation praise the Lord let's all pray